What is going on with the freight markets? On this episode of Driven Too Far, we're going to give you some insight and tips to keep you moving. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. What is going on with the freight markets, and why is freight so slow? That's a great question, and we're going to tackle that here today to try to explain it to you and maybe give a little bit of understanding. Uh, if we jump back to 2020, we all know what happened in 2020. COVID hit. Uh, the world stopped for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, drivers became the heroes out there. The, the store shelves were empty, and then all of a sudden there was a huge demand for trucks and drivers. And what happened was there was a ton of new, new entrants, new drivers into the industry. So we needed that for a while, right? We had to catch up on all the inventory issues and the backlogs of things. Uh, so we needed extra trucks in the industry. But today, the economy has obviously slowed down. Manufacturing has slowed down. Housing starts, all those things are, have dropped off. A lot of it because of the economy, the inflation that you're hearing about on the news all the time. And we simply have too many trucks uh, in the industry out there looking for freight. There's too many trucks, not, a, not enough freight to keep everybody busy. So what you're experiencing as a driver, most likely, is uh, maybe freight slow. You're not getting the miles from your carrier that you're used to getting. Uh, maybe you're seeing more layover uh, than you're used to, things like that. And that's all direct reflection of having too many trucks all fighting for the same freight. The other thing that happens when we get too many trucks in the market, because we're all fighting for the same freight, it pushes rates way down. Um, and that's just part of the cycle that's going to happen. Now, this isn't going to correct itself until one of two things happens. The first is we need more freight. There needs to be more demand in the United States from consumers. Uh, we're all of a sudden, we need more trucks to be moving those, those goods into the warehouses and things like that. So the demand has to pick back up from the U.S. consumer. And the other thing that needs to happen is we need some of the weakest carriers to be pushed out of the market. And that is happening. I'm sure you've heard that uh, if you follow the news at all, or maybe you listen to XM Radio and the Trucking Channel, stuff like that. But uh, back this summer, we had Yellow go out of business, right? Like, I think they were a 99-year-old company, something like that, 30,000 uh, employees, 22,000 were drivers, something like that. Just had to, sh you know, shut down operations. Um, convoy in the last couple of weeks went down. Bigger brokerage-type operation, but I think that was another 1,500. Uh, we saw a motor carrier out of California fall in the last couple of weeks too, um, 95 years old, something like that. 100 and, I don't remember how many trucks, 195 trucks, something like that, but fairly, fairly good size. You don't expect some of those established motor carriers to fall like that, but here's how that can happen. And I think about the convoy uh, situation where they weren't very old. Convoy was not an old company. So most likely they were, uh, they got their funding from maybe venture capitalists, uh, and it was a big brokerage operation. So they kept pouring money into Convoy to grow it, grow it, grow it. And, and the mistake there that happens is that when you're in a growth mode like that, you don't save any of your profits. You don't 
you know, take some of your margin and, and stash it away for a rainy day type thing. You keep reinvesting those profits in more growth, more growth. Well, what happened was, you know, if they were venture capitalists backed and they saw what the economy was doing, those venture capitalists probably said, we're going to take our money out now uh, and pulled back on some of the financing form. And if they didn't have enough cushion put away in the bank, which is probably exactly what happened, they ceased operations. They didn't have any capital to run the business. They didn't have any cash flow. They didn't have any money to continue operations because they hadn't been, you know, stashing things away for these rainy days. And believe me, we're in the middle of a rainy day. Um, so when you're a driver and you think, you know, you, you see in things like, I know my company makes money. Why don't they just pay me more? Why don't, why can't we make more money? Why don't they take those profits? You know, are they being selfish with the profits and just keeping it for themselves? A well-run company would be taking those profits and, and stashing them away. Because trucking is cyclical, these things happen every so many years. If you're new to the industry in the last several years, you've never seen times like this. When you've been in the industry nearly 30 years, I've been through a couple of these, right? These downturns. We'll make it out. We come back. It takes a while to get through them, 12, 18 months sometimes of this, this down cycle, uh, but it will bounce back. And the interesting part about that is the strong will survive. So the, the carriers that have been through it before, the carriers that know to put money away, they'll survive this. They'll come out the other end. Now, the little guys are probably really struggling. If this is the independents, the, the drivers that jumped into the industry in the last three, four years um, and, you know, making, making bank for the last couple of years with COVID and all those things going on, they're probably wondering what in the world just happened. They're probably out there hauling for brokers, uh, never had a, a customer of their own. And all of a sudden the rates plummet, right? I'm talking over a dollar a mile less. So now they're out there taking freight, trying to operate their business, and the money they're making from the brokers is less than what it costs them to operate the truck. When you think about payments, maintenance, insurance, fuel, all those things, they're making less than they're, they're pushing out. Well, then it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. How long can that independent last? You know, Does he have cash flow? Does he have money set aside? Uh, while it's sad in some ways, um, it's the nature of, of business. These We need some of these weaker companies to fail, go sell their trucks, go park their trucks, get out of the business, because then things start to rebalance, right? All of a sudden, we don't have as many trucks in the market, and then and then the, the trucks that are left are more equal with, with the amount of freight that's available. So while it's unfortunate, that's exactly what we need to happen is we need more carriers to fail. So what's happening with your own company? Um, I, I can share with you what's happening in our, our world because freight is slower. There's not a big demand out there. Our drivers are feeling it, right? They're, um, you know, the complaints you hear when you have conversations with them is that I'm not getting my miles. Um, I'm not sure if they understand it. Like I said, if they've not been in the business very long, they've never seen times like this. But the reality is, you are going to have fewer miles for fewer miles for a while. Uh, that's what's going to happen. So the question becomes for you as a professional driver: How do you weather the storm? Well, there's some things you can do to try to weather the storm that that'll help 
you come out the other side as well. The first thing you can do as a driver is increase your communication with your driver manager or dispatcher. Um, I've said it before, and and I'll, I'll probably say it several more times, but the drivers that have the best relationship with their dispatchers, the drivers that are communicating ahead of time with their dispatchers about when they're going to be in, um, they're probably going to fare the best uh, because of the relationship, because the driver manager knows they can count on you to get the job done. They just seem to take care of those drivers. You know, there's always a handful of, of drivers in every fleet that are kind of questionable. They don't communicate well. Sometimes they deliver on time. Sometimes they don't. They're not that reliable. And those are the ones that are really going to feel the pinch because when it comes down to it, and I've, I've only got so much freight, I'm going to make sure I give that freight to my key players, the ones I know can get it done and perform for me. Something else you can do is be flexible with your scheduling. I know you don't like to hear this, um, but the reality is you have to run when the freight is there. So what does that mean? Well, does that mean you have to be flexible with your home time? Yeah, probably. Uh, does it, if you're on a schedule with your company and I go home every week, every two weeks, whatever that looks like, are you going to have to alternate that a little bit? And yeah, you might have to do that. And while that's not ideal for you or the family in your home time, I think you should have a conversation with your, with your family, your spouse, your kids, and just say, listen, you know, things have slowed down. We still got X amount of bills to pay. Uh, are you okay with me? Um, if I don't come home next weekend when I'm supposed to, if there's freight available, I really feel like I should run and take the loads to make sure the, the money comes in first. So have the conversations. It's, it's going to make it a little bit easier. Um, I know not everybody's going to like it, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do based on the conditions. And that's kind of the situation we're in. Take routes that you may not take. I know you all have preferences. You got certain places you love to run and certain places you absolutely don't want to go. And I'm not talking about New York City, but um, you may have to consider taking different routes of things that you don't typically do. And that's part of the flexibility as well is you need to chase the money. You need to chase the miles, figure out what that looks like and where to go. And that becomes part of the communication with the dispatcher. Say, listen, I know I usually like to run west. Uh, I usually like loads that are regional, only 500 miles in length of haul, 300 miles in length of haul. But because things have slowed down, if you've got something that's a thousand miles, if you've got something that goes east or southeast or a different direction than I normally go, keep me in mind. I'm more than willing to do that for you. So that'd be a great conversation to have with your DM. Ask for additional compensation. <clears throat> so I'm thinking about you know, making sure you're getting compensated for everything you do. And if there is extra layovers, extra downtime, ask your company to step up. Um, I, we're not bringing any more money in either. These are tough times, but to be honest with you, you know, obviously our pockets are deeper than yours as an individual. And I, I know the importance of supporting our drivers through these types of events, because if I don't, you know, you're going to walk. So, when we put drivers in situations that um, are not their fault, uh, there wasn't anything different they could have done about it, uh, I believe we have to support our drivers, and that's exactly what we do at our company. We make sure we, we do our best to keep them whole, 
um, keep them moving at all times. But when when it hits and we can't keep them moving, there's a layover, there's somebody being detained, whatever it is, we know we gotta we gotta take care of our own. Be professional, no matter how frustrating things get. Right? I you know when you get to money for people, that's a hot that's a hot topic, right? It's it can set anybody off if the money's not coming in like you need it to or like you expect it to. Uh, that can certainly be a, a stressful situation. And while I said you need to go talk to your team, your dispatchers, or maybe even your ops manager, whoever that looks like, make sure you keep your cool and, and stay professional. It's not going to do any good to get upset um, during those conversations. When I think about the most successful salespeople that I know, they're successful because of the relationships they have with those clients, right? Um, we have a lot of options to buy trucks, trailers, whatever that is. Uh, and when it comes down to it, most of the time the pricing is very similar. But I typically would go uh, buy equipment from somebody that I trust, somebody that I like, somebody that's always taken care of me. So that's why it's important to, to maintain uh, professionalism when you're dealing with dispatch. We know it's tough. It's tough on you. It's tough on your family. Um, it's tough on us as a company as well, and we're all fighting through it. So uh, keep your cool and, and stay professional, and I, I promise we'll come out on the other end okay. Pull back your expectations. Uh, times are tough. You know, if you're this, this driver that comes in every week and my miles are down, my miles are down, my miles are down, I know they're down. We know they're down. Uh, look around you what's going on. You should understand why they're probably down. So pull back the expectations a little bit. Don't sound like a broken record. Uh, understand what kind of situation we're all in in the industry. And by the way, you know, quitting and jumping to the next company who's in the same boat the rest of us are in isn't going to fix anything. In fact, it could make your situation worse because all of a sudden you've you've got a good relationship with uh, your current company, but you're you're going to jump ship and go be the low guy uh, on the totem pole. That, that can't be helpful at all. Uh, one of the things I've seen too is you have to be cautious about this is I've seen a lot of recruiting ads. I don't, I don't think the recruiters sometimes are on board or understand what's happening in the industry. So they continue to recruit like they always have, right? Oh, I can get you this many miles. But the reality is when you get to that new carrier, you don't get the miles. And it's because the recruiter is not in touch with what's happening in the industry right now. So be cautious of that. If there's somebody out there trying to recruit you uh, and promising you big miles when the whole industry's down, man, I, I'd really throw up a red flag there and, and dig into that a little deeper. I'd, that'd be questionable to me for sure. Probably the thing you don't want to hear and the thing your wife won't want to hear is you need to tighten your belt at home. You know, that's one of the things we got to do when we go through this. So we do it in our own household. Um, things are good. You get a little loose with the spending. Uh, you have some fun, do some of those things and go buy some of the things you've wanted for a while. This probably isn't the time to do that. Um, so you got to tighten your belt at home, but that's a conversation between you and your spouse and your family. And just again, understand, uh, this will pass, you know, uh, I think six to 12 months. I, I don't think things are going to change in the economy till at least second quarter next year. So we're at least six months away probably closer to 12 before things might flip and, and start to take off again. Um, but don't 
when you think about that, how many paychecks do you got over the next six months before things, you know, kind of change and maybe start going back up? That's going to be six months of frustration. That's going to be six months of dis disappointments for you every Friday. When you think something's going to hit the bank and, and the money isn't there like you'd hoped or wanted it to be. So change your, change your thought process. You got to change your frame of mind. It's going to be tough for the next six months at least. So stop expecting, you know, the big paychecks like we had a year ago, two years ago when things were fat and there was more miles out there than we could handle. It's not that time. So I really would encourage you to change your, your frame of mind a little bit and say, listen, I got to be realistic here and times are going to be tough. What's it going to take for me and the family to get through this? Well, we're going to have to change our expectations and we're going to have to have some conversations about spending uh, and make sure we're, we're being frugal with the money so we can, can make it through the next several months. So that's kind of, um, you know, summary of what's happening in our industry, what's happening in our national economy right now. Times are a little bit slow. Times are a little bit tougher. Uh, there's some things you can do uh, to try to fight through it and get through it. We're all in it together. Obviously your company that you're driving for is they're having the same struggles you are as a person. Uh, so I guarantee your leadership teams are having regular meetings uh, trying to figure out what are we going to do to generate more revenue? What are we going to do to support our drivers uh, through this and stuff? So just keep in mind you're all in it together. And if you just tweak and change a few things, uh, I'm sure you'll get through it just fine. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.